It was a terrible, probably, kids movie from the early 90s that I rented all the time and adored, as did my sister. There were so many ninja movies. There were. There were. And these these, these, um, these brothers were... It was like these two brothers and... Um, not Rob Lowe. The annoying guy. Um, What's he been in? Rob Schneider. Oh, Rob Schneider. Whoa. These two brothers and Rob Schneider was their friend. And the brothers are like surfer dudes and Rob Schneider is their surfer dude buddy. Well, he, he's kind of like a wannabe surfer. I don't think he actually surfs. Anywho. Yeah, they, they find out they're actually like heirs to this forgotten island kingdom. And they have to fight off an army led by a cyborg samurai Liam Neeson. Not Liam Neeson. Leslie Nielsen. Ooh, that's very different. <laughs> and no matter how I put it, that sounds like lies, but it's a real movie. Let, let me, I mean, Leslie Nielsen feature. I'm pretty sure he was a cyborg. I feel like they always had weird mechanical sounds when he moved, and he occasionally had, like, weird twitches. No, that's Police Academy, Jake. Yeah, Somehow it is a, does have a name. 5 out of 10 on IMDb instead of, like, 0. 5 out of... Awesome. Oh, God. Not only did he wear samurai armor, he was Colonel Chi. So, wow, was it yeah. horribly racist? I'm sure. Total Luke! Welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. This is episode 34. Woo! Yeah. In which we'll be talking about Plato's stepchildren and wink of an eye. Hmm, that's a callback to last week where I made a wink noise. Yes, yes. Well, my name is Jake and I'm joined today by... Chris. Ames. And Caitlin. Look at that. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, <laughs> I can't tell what personality this is. So, we do have, uh, we are going to be talking about two classic episodes. Are they? Um, Plato's Stepchildren. Now, this one is notable for being a television first. Mm-hmm. The first interracial sex scene. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Wait, I mean, what? I mean, kiss. It wasn't, though. There were ones it was, before. It was the first primetime interracial kiss. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Well, wasn't it also the first, like, at, like af- woman of African-American descent with a white dude? Because, like, hadn't there been... I thought there were... Like, there there were lists online of, of others. I haven't checked which well, I mean, ones were which. Lucy and Ricky kissed all the time. Well, right. He wasn't black, yeah, though. Tra- we're, yeah, we're talking right. specifically black. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, though. Like, I think it might be the first black yeah, white. I think, it's the, I think it's specifically the first, the first interracial... Scripted one okay. that's actually like a, a show. Oh yeah, yeah. Versus I don't know. A, yeah, I'm sure there like was other kind of a weird thing. Yeah. It's just a lot of people do just say without any caveats. It's the first interracial kiss, and that's just not. Yeah, not there true. are caveats, but still, yeah, 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 it was groundbreaking at the time. True, highly controversial. Yep, you get it, Aurora. And you know, 
even this even this has some caveats because it is under duress like they, yeah. they are actually forced by aliens to kiss so before we get there though we should talk about what the episode's actually about real quick the enterprise arrives at this planet i don't know why they arrived there but they did stress call stress call so they beam down kirk spock mccoy the three amigos leave scotty in charge they beam down they meet alexander nice little fella has kind of a Brooklyn accent thing, I felt like. Yeah. Turns out, though, despite the fact that he's uh, clearly with the Brooklyn accent, he's actually a descendant of some people that lived in Greece or something. Something. A little unclear. They're disciples. They're disciples to, to, of, of the teachings of Plato. They're called the Platonians. They're shitheads. They have crazy, weird telekinetic abilities and can move shit and get... Force people to do things with their minds. And mouths. And mouths and other parts. Ooh. The reason they lured the Enterprise there, at least in part, was because their leader, Parsimonin, was injured and was dying and had like a bad infection. So they needed some medical attention, which they don't usually need. Yeah, those dingbats don't have because, doctors. Because they're like thousands of years old. But if, apparently if you get a tiny cut on your body... Because the motherfuckers never heard a fucking antiseptic, apparently. Yeah. Even though they've well, got that a... scroll of all the medical yeah. advice from well, that's Greece. from Hippocrates, Hippocrates or something. Yeah. Didn't they say, though, that it's because they had no, like, immune system? Maybe. Yeah, there's some other immunity having kind of Whatever. imploded. They suck. Not they suck. They're so assholes. They, they do suck. So they act like shitheads. They play some weird, stupid chess game. They do all this showy stuff, make stuff fly. They make Kirk and Spock do a little dancey poo. They're really mean to Alexander. They're mean to mm-hmm. Alexander. They treat him like shit. He doesn't have powers, by the way. Only Parsnip does. And the Not other, all the other. Yeah, either. I mean, all, all the normal size mm-hmm. ones. But Parsnip. Parsnip's the leader. <laughs> and uh, let's see what else happens. Uh, they Well, so then they're like, oh... You know, we're, it's cool. We're going to let you go, but we want to keep the dock because, you know, if somebody stubs a toe or something, you know, can never be too careful. Of course, they're like, fuck no. And they're like, well, tough shit. You're staying anyway. And then they make Kirk and Spock do all this crazy shit. For like 10 minutes. For a really long yeah, like, time. Yeah, it was a really long, long scene. Long, really scene. long scene of them doing weird shit. So they go back, they kind of think of a plan. They're like, okay, well, what's different about Alexander from them? Why does they? Why do they have powers and Alexander doesn't? And then they analyze the blood, compare the blood, figure out that, exa- that there's some chemical in the food that Alexander's blood isn't susceptible to or something. Well, because it, it specifically it's, reacts with the pituitary gland, and the yeah, pituitary he, gland doesn't work right, quite yes. right. Yeah, so it's really quite stupid. Eventually, the Platonians, they beam down Chapel and Uhura. The women! The women. <laughs> and make them change into crazy Greek-looking outfits, and then they put on a little play, and the play involves forcing them, first forcing Kirk and Uhura to make out, and then forcing Spock and Chapel to make out, and then they're going to make Spock burn Chapel with a poker, and they make Kirk whip Uhura. It's fairly uncomfortable. Finally, Alexander can't take it anymore, so he goes and he pulls a knife and he goes he goes up to parmesan and he's like i'm gonna stab you and he says no fuck no you're gonna go fuck yourself you're gonna stab yourself and then right then oh yeah i forgot to mention that mccoy made like a, a serum that should yeah. have should have given kirk and and spock. spock powers magic serum that came out of nowhere okay, yeah he just made it out of stuff he had in he bag. um probably <coughs> got it from the food 
He, uh, he crammed a grape into it. <laughs> it just showed him like taking out his medical kit and like doing a thing. And I'm no, here. No, because Kirk was fingering some grapes right beforehand. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about. So uh, yeah, so that happens, and right at the right time, Kirk's powers kick in, and he's able to take you know to, to call to... upon Captain Planet. Yeah, he so yeah he he gets the power. He stops Parsley from killing uh, Alexander, and they then they have a fight with Alexander as the prop weapon in the middle between them. It's kind of weird. Really also uncomfortable. And then Polonius realizes the error of his ways and is like, alright, you know what, Kirk? Fine. We'll be good. We promise. And then they leave. And they take Alexander with them. And all was well. And we never see him again. Alright. So sorry that was so shitty, but that was a shitty episode, so uh, we'll move right on to Wink of an Eye! Oh, boy. So, <laughs> in this episode, we are lured to a planet by a distress call. Wait, hold on. Am I reading the right card here? Um, lured to a... and Oh, and they if they get hurt, they die. What the shit? Uh, okay, something ain't right here. So, no, we're lured to another planet. It's a uh, it's another uh, distress signal thing. They get there. They beam down. In fact, I think we're already even there at the start of the episode. But they're, they're on this planet. There's no shit. There's no people. They're like, who sent this distress call? There's nobody here. It's Sweet all horseshit. Sweet city, shit. though. Yeah. Sweet city. There's, like, some buzzing. There's some bees. There's a insect infestation. Mm-hmm. Some horseshit. All right, fuck it. Oh, crap. Red shirt, number four. Just vanished for no reason. Compton. Compton. They're straight out of Compton's now. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to think of a straight out of Compton joke, so I'm really glad. We're really the same person. Yeah. More more like fresh out of Compton's. Um, Okay. So they beam back to the ship. They're like, okay, well, that was a bust. We lost Compton for no reason, but whatever. All in a day's work. But then on the ship, shit starts going haywire. The life support system starts acting up. What's going on? There's some mysterious new hardware in the life support room that we didn't see before. That's bizarre. And we can't touch it. And we can't touch it. Force fields. So clearly some alien has beamed up with us and is fucking up the ship. Kirk's like, well, you know what? I could go for a warm cup of joe from (laughs) the yeoman who brings the joe to the office. And he drinks a cup of coffee. And then he gets a little bit, uh, a little bit high. May have been a little bit of, uh, a little bit of the green in that coffee, if you know what I mean. Spock's blood. Yeah. Oh, more or less. Um, so he's he's sitting around and things are getting slow and he's kind of having a good old time. And then he sees a a woman. <laughs> Uh, Where are you going to go with that? That oh. was him struggling with what adjective to choose. And yeah. he ultimately just decided not to bother. Well, I can't say hot. Nah. I thought um, she was pretty Scantily enough. clad yes. woman. He sees a colorfully clad woman oh, yes. on also the bridge. Um, and a lot of her side. And, she's like, and he's like, who are you on my bridge? And everybody else is like frozen. And she's walking around. So he's like, who are you on my bridge? And she's like, I'm the enemy, bitch. And then shoves her tongue and down And then she's like, let's do it. Right here, right now. Don't worry, they can't see us. Bend me over the bridge rail. So, and this gives Kirk a boner for some reason. Boing, 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 boing. For some reason. Um, yeah, you're so right. As she explains, they are people who live in this, in the, they live life in the fast lane, basically. Is what and she furious. Says. They are the fast and furious. Yikes. They are, uh, they live much faster than humans, but every now and again, they like to abduct some humans to bring them in, do a little, little uh, finger blasting, little fisting, little butt fisting. <laughs> Um, you know, all of the above. 
Um, so, um, so Kirk's like, well, you can't do this shit. I don't want to be a part of this. You can't fist my people. He tries to shoot her with a phaser, but she's too fast for that because she's fast. She's faster than a phaser. Yep. Wow. And then, um... Physics are but she has a spinning weapon. in their grave. She has a weapon that does work. At any rate, we find out that that's actually where Compton went. He got abducted by them and was banging one of them. Fucking loves it. He's got Stockholm Syndrome. He's going to fuck Kirk up. Then he gets fucked up. He dies of old age for some reason. At the age of 28. Because his cells get damaged and that is death for these fast people. So, I mean, there's... No, no, just just people they abduct into fastness. Oh, well, whatever. So, I mean, there's there's kind of a neat mechanic in the episode that I kind of liked where, you know, you have the, the fast world and the slow world. And we switch between them, and it wasn't really played very well, but it's kind of cool to think about. Mm-hmm. And we keep seeing Scotty. Yeah, Scotty stu- slowly like like some kind of um, stop motion film. Kirk eventually figures out a way to give the plan to basically the, what the plan is. As I said, is they're gonna they need some humans to breed with. All oh, the men are sterile. Uh, yeah, exactly. So they they need humans to breed with. That's interesting. And they are going to. Well, you've seen those clothes they're wearing? Maybe they're not sterile. The women just won't do it with them. Oh! Uh, Dude, seriously. Like grandmothers at a wedding. Really. Grandmothers but, at the so beach. They, so they're going to use Kirk. The plan was to use Kirk and Compton, basically, to do some banging. And then cryo-freeze the rest of the Enterprise crew so that they could use them as sort of like a warehouse for dicks. Why don't they just take their sperms? Shut up. Because <laughs> where's the fun in that? Really. It's true. There's not. It's not as fun. Kirk finds a way to reveal the the plan to the people living in regular time by recording a message and like leaving it for for McCoy. vlog. We call them. Yeah, he he does a vlog. He leaves it for McCoy to discover. And like then, and subscribe. And then you know Spock hit, at this time by this time has figured out that they're that the aliens are moving faster than us. So he slows down the recording, plays it back, says, "Oh shit, we got to deal with this." So they invent a way. Well, they they first they've. McCoy finds a way to reverse the drug that Kirk drank. From the coffee? From the coffee to make him go fast. So Spock makes himself go fast so that he can give the stuff to Kirk. They defeat the head fast alien and blow up their cryo machine and then send the girl back to the planet, I guess. Yeah. Basically. It just kind of yeah. ends. just kind of ends. And then... Uh, and then Condemn them to death. Then, they, then Kirk takes the antidote... And returns to normal time, hilariously. And then <laughs> and then everyone's like, well, where's Spock? And then the ship starts getting fixed really fucking fast. So Spock spends the next eight years of his life fixing the Enterprise. <laughs> um, and, and like I said, giving giving McCoy a tramp stamp. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, and then the Enterprise. And then there's a then Spock makes a great pun, and the episode ends. And great pun? You, guys say, you say great. Well, you know, large. A pun. Yes, he makes a pun. So, before we begin, I think it's just, just I mean, I'll, I'll have it in the text of the episode description as well, but just to reiterate, there is so much uncomfortable, super non-consensual shit that happens in Plato's stepchildren. It's going to be discussed a lot. That's all. Just extra content warning, because this episode, really uncomfy. Cool. Do you want to just dive right into that? Oh, if we must. You, you, oh, we must. You, you opened the door. And the can of worms. You opened Pandora's box, and all these these horrors have to come out of so it. So I will say, you know, I'd, I'd been dreading this one, because I didn't remember it very well. you don't like interracial love. I just don't like love. Mm. You don't like dwarfs? You don't like little people? 
My God, Chris, you're a monster. That you're is. a monster. I mean, not for the reasons you list, but yes. Mm-hmm. It, it was not, you know, it was, it was, it, it wasn't great, but it was definitely not the disaster I thought it was going to be. I think a because lot itself, of... Or... No, 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 sorry, just the whole episode. Oh! Yeah, no, sorry, I, I just meant the episode was, I thought the episode was going to be worse than it was. Uh, I give a lot of credit to the fellow that played Alexander. Oh, he was great. He, he was, was really wonderful. Probably... And his physical acting was really good. Yeah, sure. you know, he's clearly had some kind of training. Oh, yeah. God, that line at the end... Uh, I have a little surprise for you. Uh, 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 Hurts. You fuckhead. What the hell? And they'd actually already filed the complaint with HR after he sent that message, because <laughs> the last time he said that shit, it wasn't a little person. Yeah, in spite of that, though, I, I did feel like the, the sh- this show did go out of its way to bring up, have, have a progressive message when Alexander, like, asks Kirk yeah. early in the episode, like, are there people like me where you where you live? And he's like, where I live... Color, size, it doesn't matter. Everyone's the same. And no one has these stupid mind powers. Yeah. Do they retain the mind powers after they leave? Do we learn this? Well, here's the thing. I mean, presumably McCoy has invented a superpower serum. That we never hear from again. Yeah, like people were complaining. Holy shit. You know, in... um, Into darkness. Into darkness when they cured Kirk's death with... Con blood. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's a magic bullet. <laughs> Can't have that. <laughs> and no telekinesis powers for anybody ever again. Yeah. So, what the fuck, nerds? You, you complain about Into Darkness, and don't get me wrong, I'm not defending Into Darkness. What I'm saying is, there's no, like, the, the logic of criticizing Into Darkness on that particular point just fell apart because the original series did that. Yeah, and I feel like there's probably been one or two other things as well that maybe we didn't think about at the time. Like, things that seemed like they were probably major breakthroughs but never really come up again. Yeah, that's true. Well, like, yeah, I mean... But yeah, I think that's part of the reason they were able to just kind of leave is essentially Kirk put the fear of God into fucking... Parsnip, whatever the yeah, fuck his yeah, name yeah. was. Yeah, Par- Parman. Parman. Parman, thank you. Parmesan. Yeah, we could, we could fucking give everyone superpowers and all come down here and fuck your shit up. Yeah, superpowers at a higher level than yours. What was really disappointing for me in this episode, and maybe it's because I'm a barbarian, but they did a really good job of casting just like some of the smuggest looking motherfuckers <laughs> to be the Plutonians. Mm. Good God, Philana, the, the wife, was so into oh, watching people get... she was vicious and awful. Getting tortured, not tortured, really, but a, getting puppeted around. Yeah. yeah, she had a big lady boner. Like, she was like, shit. her and her husband were the most clearly sadistic. Like, I don't know, the guy with the weird beard. So that's what it black, oh, weird beard. Black, weird hair, beard. black hair and beard guy were just kind of giggling the whole time. And for me, the biggest disappointment in the episode was that at no point did they just get the shit kicked out of them. Oh, like, I yes, really wanted have. to see Kirk just fucking roundhouse kick one of them right in the teeth. Right but, like, for real. I get that they're actors, and that's not really <laughs> them. But to feel as good as I needed to feel about that, I really needed to see someone's teeth fly out of their head. Because, goddamn, those two guys did a good job of just making me despise them. In a way, I don't normally despise fictional people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy with the fucking, you know, who went to the Lazarus School of <laughs> Facial Grooming. At least his was fuller. Yeah. Um, and not long enough to drape in suit. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even couldn't pay attention to anything that guy said. It was just his goddamn <laughs> beard just kept beard distracting me. And black hair guy, too. Like, that hair was too black. But it was also just too obviously a wig. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was unbelievably black hair. Yeah. But yeah, there was, there was no real... like. I mean, I get we were supposed to kind of be like, ha, look at this fucking 
I forgot his name again. Parson. Parman. 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 Parman's all afraid. That's great. But like, I mean, again, maybe I'm, I just wanted to see someone get fucking hit because they were awful people. Yeah. They were just monsters. Speaking of how awful they were, apparently the BBC would not air this episode when it came out. They like they didn't get uh get it aired until 1993. Wow. Uh, because of the sadistic themes involved. Yeah. No, it was super like. Really uncomfortable. Well, yeah, again, yeah. especially the fact that like Mrs. Parman was like getting, off getting sexual pleasure from it. Oh of. God, she loved watching. She loved watching them kiss, and then she loved. She really loved watching them whip each other. The initial sort of psychological torture sequence, where you know it was just like I'm fucking with just Kirk and Spock to try to get Bones to just agree to stick around. Like it made its point. Yeah, and then it made and it. then it kept going. Why didn't for Bones a get a while. toga? I wanted Bones to get a toga. A really they short one. They like don't Kirk's. put Bones in enough costumes because I remember the, uh, a couple weeks ago, last week, when he married the broad on the asteroid, he didn't get a, fl- a flouncy yeah. pajama shirt. This show, he doesn't get a you know, fucking uh, toga. Yeah, you know, I think. Let me think. We we so well, God. Here's the reason why they don't give him costumes because the last time they gave him a costume, it was a Nazi costume, and he couldn't figure out how to put it on properly. <laughs> No, oh, he, he, he had a nice that. gun holster on in uh, the OK Corral. Yeah, no one got co- like extra costumes. Yeah, no, I think the, but that's because the aliens gave it to him and like put it on him. He doesn't have to actually. He can't dress himself. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, so, what man can? Off the top of my head, we got you know Old West clothing doc in festival episode. Oh, I don't remember already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they all had like they were trying to blend in, so they were all wearing like nineteenth. Late 19th century American. Um, yeah, that was Return of the Archons. That was bomb. Yeah, Return of the Archons. Nazis. He must have had one Nazis. in the 19 whatever's one with the woman, right? No, he was in his uniform the whole time. Were they both? Doc, yeah. I mean, Kirk and Spock changed. Right, right, right. But Bones was in his uniform the whole time. And on the um, Mugatu planet there, he dressed like the natives with Kirk. I think hmm. those might be the only times we've seen him in something other than his uniform. Or like... Once or twice in like Operation Scrubs. Like but yeah, I think hmm. those are the only time. Other than that, yeah, no, um, yeah. no toga this week. Oh, uh, Space Rome. He does wind up in a slave's, you know, t-shirt and sweatshirt. Oh yeah, those were good. Um, With the little little chain and suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, those were good costumes. But so, I mean, the point is, he doesn't get to play dress up. No, no, he does no, not. No, he doesn't. Wonder why. Yeah. I mean, he does get the space suit from uh, last week too. Yeah, it's a, that's still a unit of had sorts. His na- had his name on it. That's true, they all had a little name place. But yeah, no, that scene was, I, yeah, like, it, overall, I think between sort of... It, Which scene are you talking about? I, I'm the just, fight scene, right? I'm just, the whole episode is like, I don't know how <laughs> I feel about it, because it mostly just made me... Uncomfortable. But then again, that was probably its goal. Oh, absolutely. So in that regard, it succeeded, but I don't know if that was makes that it its goal? good. I mean, does it... What kind of sci-fi is this? Because it doesn't really feel very sci-fi-y. The only thing is that people have t- telekinetic powers and, and well, move on a, on a weird fucking planet. I think there's like a power corrupt sort of theme to it, right? That's true. The implication That's is true. that they and used to be... That. Yeah, you know, they used to be reasonable people and then they received this enormous power and like the first thing they do is... Take it out on Alexander? Yeah, make fun of the, the midget guy, you know? So yeah. it's like... Uh, and make hmm. it, you know, and make his life hell in the process. So, Alexander, right? They 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 take him with them at the end, as he requested. Mm-hmm. But the thing we know about the what do they call themselves? The Platonians. Yes. The Platonians is that they are extraordinarily long lived. Yeah. And that was normal for them. Like that 
long lifespan seem to be separate from... How often do they have kids? Not very, it would seem. There's only 38 of them, I think they said. Were they? Really? I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was, or wait. Was, was that in the next episode where there were only 38 of them? Oh, it might be the next Fuck. one. Fuck. No, there weren't no, a lot, no, though. There weren't that many of them. Yeah. But was Mrs. Parman the only woman? Did we see any other women? We saw one or two yeah, in the yeah, background. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Oh, okay. I think. But none of them had lines or anything. No. But yeah, so I mean, their yeah. extraordinary lifespan seemed to have nothing to do with the planet. That was just the telekinesis. Yeah. So how much longer is he going to live? Like, is he, in theory, still bopping around by the time of, like, the Enterprise D? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, well, he, he actually he, he actually is Alexander from TNG. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally starts to get taller then. A little bit. A little bit. I did love when, when uh, Philana asked them, how, how old do you think I am? That was great. And, and... You know, Kirk want like you can you can tell Kirk wants to you know you know compliment her and stuff. And Spock just thirty five. I was supposed to have stopped aging at thirty. She That's like not her voice. Touches I'm sorry. her chin a little. Mm. Oh, mm. I'm not that old. I'm actually two thousand or whatever the fuck she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah thousand something. I did appreciate that. You tell her, Spock. That this wasn't parallel development again or something. Because that's what I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, so what was it, actually? So they so, were followers of Plato somehow. So they were aliens to begin with. Yes. But then their planet, not their sun, <laughs> their planet went nova. Okay. Yeah. That was a well, they sun... lived on a star. Sundara. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they then moved to Earth, which at that point was, you know... In Plato's time? Yeah, and they, they lived with the Greeks during the height of their civilization. And then when the Greek civilization collapsed, they left again found this world, and when they realized they had magic mind plants, they were like, fuck it, we're gonna stay here. How did they get off Earth? I mean, they got off their planet in the first place, so yeah, they must have had but space so travel. They, so they kept their ship on Earth and no one noticed? Their ship was the pyramids. Oh, that explains a lot. Or maybe, maybe well, because they're Greek, so maybe their ship was the Colossus of Rhodes, and its feet were actually rockets, yeah. and it just shot you, up into sky, into space. You think they were... Oh, no! no. Oh, I bet it was the, the uh, lighthouse. Oh, in uh, Alexandria. In yeah, Alexandria. Oh, that Babylon, could totally yes. have been a spaceship. So, I mean, you think they ever hung out aliens. with Apollo aliens. and his crowd? Ancient aliens! That's the ancient aliens! Oh, my God! The Mayans! Holy fuck! Fuck! I've solved it! Call the History Channel! Are you that guy from the memes right now? <laughs> I don't know. I've never, is that how that guy talks? I have no idea. I've never but there's always a picture of going, aliens. But yeah, so do you think these people like ever chilled out with Apollo and his crowd? Were they there at the same time? I was actually just wondering that. Yeah. Just kind of sitting around. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, theorem you have the yeah. here. Maybe they just crossed paths <laughs> on their way to Earth. Oh, thank God the nerd voice is back. We didn't hear from the nerd for a while, you know? <laughs> yeah, I kind of went in like, I, uh, yeah. Plus, aren't we eventually, isn't there an episode in sometime in the remaining few episodes left this season? Isn't Don't they eventually meet some other guy who like is an immortal and had been multiple people on Earth, including yeah, like okay. Socrates? Or from so the did they chill with him too? Like, Probably. how many people were in ancient Greece? All the important ones. I, I get the feeling Roddenberry had a little thing for this yeah. period. I remember seeing a thing once. I forget whose statement. It's not mine. I saw this years ago. And some guy said, you know what it is? It's not that the Titanic sank because it hit an iceberg. It sank because all the extra weight from the damn time travelers on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many 
stories where people wind up but, on. But but why would the first uh, time traveler go there if it hadn't sunk? Well, see, you're assuming. Yeah, the grandfather paradox. You're assuming the grandfather paradox applies. Maybe all time happens at once. Okay. Wibbly wobbly. Tiny, tiny. I regret that fucking wibbly wobbly timey wimey ever became a fucking thing. Oh, I hate saying it. Don't get me started. I won't. Just don't. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, yeah. So, don't so get me these, started, darling. These these fucks they have extreme longevity, but yep. they have the most frail immune system, yep. which does not go well with no. longevity because no. if you die from like getting a cut. That gets infected. How the fuck have the people, these people live for so freaking long? They never get cut. They don't ever move. That's, That's why silly. they have Alexander. That's why they, uh, they push him around. Yeah, but when but make when make him risk stubbing his toes? <laughs> they use yeah. Alexander they as to, a spoon. But what do they have to? <laughs> but what do they do if they have to poop? I don't want to know. When Parman is, you know, in his death throes or whatever the fuck, and he's throwing things all over the place, yeah. if one of those things hits somebody, that person gets a cut, yeah. and that person continues the cycle. It's like, you guys are, t- are the most unsafe people. You should not have lived more than a year. It's, it's a domino effect, like in, um, oh god, what was it? I was playing Bioshock Infinite once, and you have this thing where you can just summon crows to kill people, but then you can upgrade it, right? So that the people who die then become like a proximity mine of more <laughs> crows. But then those... Inter- so basically one day I shot a guy with crows and he died. <laughs> and then more people kept running in. And just it became this wonderful chain reaction of crow murder. And I just stood there and watched. It was one of the best things ever in a video game. And it's kind <laughs> of like that. You know, it's just like death throws, chain reaction of, of psychotic breakdowns combined with telekinesis, Kyle. Telekinesis, Kyle? Sorry. Reference to a Tenacious D song. So, was this episode good? I don't know. I thought it had some Uh, redeeming qualities. It did, but was it good overall? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that there was, in terms of, I I think that there there was, there's objectively parts of it that are not shit. I think most of the acting was good. Yeah, Yeah, again, like, big props to Alexander. And again, those extras, I wanted someone to kill all of them. So they've done their job. Yeah. Even even Shatner. Overall, yeah. Even you know, okay when they were when they were overacting during some of the stuff, but like well, most of the stuff that he w- they were doing is when they were being forced to do stuff, and yeah. they thought a lot of that looked really cool when they were being forced to do dances or being forced yeah. to sing songs and stuff like that. The movements there were kind of neat. I think they could have choreographed them a little better because when mm. they first do them and they're and McCoy, Spock, and Kirk are staggering out of the room, they all kind of picked a different way to stagger. Yeah, that was was a little strange, and they should have just picked one. I think DeForest Kelly actually was doing the best with that. I think they were all doing really good staggers, but the the, the problem was they didn't match. No, that's true. I guess I preferred the one he was going for, Mm. because with him it really did sort of look like his legs were going and the rest of them really didn't want to. Mm. Whereas the rest of them, kind of their whole bodies were lurching in weird ways. I I kind of preferred, like, if he's going... Nimoy was doing a lean forward thing. Shatner was just... Shatting. All over the place. So, that's what, I'm really confused about this one, because I was expecting just out and out despise it. Instead, I'm just really confused and a little conflicted. I mean, again, like, the psychological torture scenes went on way too long. And oh, yeah, me... with Spock crying and that, yeah. laughing and then crying, and then yeah. Doc was... Doc was really irate about it. He's like, you can't do that to yeah. him. He's my buddy, and you're hurting him. Well, they were. I think that they were trying to show, you know, they had... Like, how do you hurt a human... Versus how do you hurt a Vulcan? Yeah. You know, you hurt a human by 
taking away his agency by preventing him from moving or you know forcing him to do physical things that he doesn't want to do but for Vulcan the torture is psychological yeah. and emotional mm. yeah so I mean I think this whole episode he was an emo kid after that you know was yeah, was, was there was there was, there was, there was a pretty uh, pretty chopper. pretty opaque commentary I guess not, I should I guess it wouldn't be opaque in this case I guess it would be a transparent mm. commentary on, you know, like, slavery and... Yeah, like, yeah. That seems to be all there is to it. And the thing that was interesting, too, I guess, with the whole power corrupts thing is, you know, at the end, when there's sort of the fight and and poor Alexander's just stuck in the middle again. Oh, that was that was awkward. And it's like, Kirk could have just sort of... Because obviously Kirk was trying to stop him, but he didn't then try to free him, you know? Well, he yeah. had the knife, though. You had to stop him, but you also, also had to get the knife out of his hand, or Parman will continue using him right. as a knife. I mean, he couldn't just magic the knife out of his hand, though? Like That's, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like there's ways he... I feel like it was a sort of a subtle nod that even Kirk was not already not really thinking. He was just mm-hmm. like, must, power. Well, and I was wondering... I was sort of waiting for there to be some comeuppance for that. Especially because I sort of felt like Alexander really, like, trusted Kirk a lot. Like, there were yeah. several moments where... Kirk and Alexander had their little buddying up thing, and I was sort of waiting for Ale- you know, Alexander to be like, you know, you're just like them, or like some kind of moment where... I mean, it happened right after Kirk saved his life, so I feel like that's still, still heavy. <laughs> Alexander's and... willing to give him a pass. Well, I think part of it, too, is that at the end when Alexander says, you know, don't stop me, he doesn't. You know, he lets... I mean, he does stop him, but he does it by convincing him, not by using powers. He lets Alexander choose based on what he said to him rather than actually stopping him so like he realized sort of what he was doing wrong in a way and um poor chapel it's oh the my. thing oh God, the that one, whole scene the one thing she's always wanted and then and yet she feels like she has she wants to crawl away and die yep Ooh, that's a little little over dramatic chapel but all right sure well you know she's had all her agency taken away and there's that crowd mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that's just no. That yeah, is Chapel a... seems like a private love type of person. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was hard. Though I will say that the lines that Uhura had when talking to Kirk made it sort of feel like they were trying to give us permission to think she was into it. Yeah. I was... felt like, which kind of grossed me out. Because, yeah. like, I, don't, I hate the trope of, like, oh, women love being raped or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like, because, you know, he's got her in his arms and he's like, you know, don't be afraid. And she's like, I just think back to whenever I would be on the bridge and I'd hear your voice all around me and coming from everywhere in the ship and I wouldn't be afraid. And it was just like, Ugh, stop making, don't woobify this moment. It's yeah, no, squicky and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah it was what a really... those words that you used just make me... They were internet words, okay. but... You said woobsy and squeaky. <laughs> Wooba- Woobify, <laughs> which is like to make something that's not cute, cute. Yeah. Like you've seen Jessica Jones? No. no. Oh, God, watch we, Jessica Jones. We talked Jones. about this. We, had, yeah. we haven't done like it yet. Well, do it. Ago. Do it now. I don't watch shows that feature women. In- <laughs> I know, Jake. I know. I'm trying speaking, to... Yeah, speaking of women. So uh, NBC was reluctant to, to include the, the Uhura Kirk kiss because they thought, you know, the, the interracial thing would freak out a lot of people and they would stop carrying the show and, and shit like that. So they wanted them to not actually touch lips. Mm. And apparently they did um, separate versions of the scene in which they kissed a bunch of times. So they had, you know, different shots of them doing the actual kiss. And Shatner and uh, Nichelle Nichols have different stories of whether or not they actually did touch lips or not. Nichelle says they did. And I trust her. I mean, at the end of the day, they did choose an angle that 
It's hard to tell. Has her hair yeah. mostly blocked yeah. his face. But they also did a whole bunch where they very much did not kiss at all. And they continuously ruined the takes whenever they would do those shots because Shatner really wanted the the script to include the kiss itself. And the in Nichelle's autobiography, apparently it says, like, when they were reviewing the footage and they watched the one with them not kissing, it would have been fine, but Shatner was crossing his eyes. <laughs> yeah. God, I hope someone saved that footage. I want to see it someday. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Now, maybe you came across this, but I remember hearing years ago, it was originally written for Spock and Uhura. Am I making that, that up? Was, or is that, that an urban was, legend? Yeah, or? no, that was a possibility, but Shatner like told them to, to switch it back to him and, and Uhura. Because no one... If, if Kirk, Kirk has to do it. He goes Basically. Where, he needs to go where no man has gone before. Well, and certainly, I mean, all any other reason aside, dramatically, you do... I mean, again, it's... Oh, really? Kirk and Chapel together is great and heart wrenching. You mean Chapel and Spock? Spock, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like that is a better dramatic payoff. Again, really super fucking like, ugh, but it makes more sense narratively. Mm. Spock and Ka- and Chapel must have been kissing for like a long time. Yeah, yeah. and they cut back to them after a whole scene yeah. with uh, Ohora was telling her lengthy story about hearing Kirk's voice and not being afraid. Yeah. Do you? Did one of you at some point while we were watching piped up and said that it was I think it was you, Chris, that the the kiss between Chapel and Spock had bumped Doc out of first place for most awkward kiss in the series. Yeah. Was I don't that... think. See, I don't think Doc's kiss was awkward. I think it was just light and and and. Young, youngish. Yeah. Like very, it's it's the kind of kiss that little kids do. That's innocent and sweet. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I thought this, it was awkward. Doc <laughs> McCoy is kissing kids again. Well, certainly, I oh, guess it, it, it no. does make sense for this one to be awkward because neither of the participants is fully into the idea. Yeah, it's yeah. a forced kiss. Yeah, it's not cool. No, no one wants that. No. Consent is important, people. Yeah. Tell that to the Plato men. Kirk did. With his mind powers. You know, I don't know why these guys are so... So they, they love Play-Doh so much. But they are just dickheads. They, yeah, they love Play-Doh, but like... What were but they... they can't get it to go through the little tube to make it shaped yeah. like a star. Or the spaghetti. <laughs> the spaghetti one. The spaghetti one's my favorite. You ever make like spaghetti and meatballs? You right there, Chris? Like, Play-Doh is supposed to be... Fun, enjoyable, and, and creative. And these guys are just jerks. They're just total downers. The Republic was boring as shit. I know it wasn't actually written by Plato, but... Hmm. I just hope we get get to meet the Lego Planet people. <laughs> Followers of Lego. Everything is awesome. Uh, you know, it wasn't awesome, though. The next episode. Wink of an eye? See, I feel like I feel like the, I the idea the in the episode is very neat, but yes. I feel like when you think about it for more than a minute, it falls to the pieces. physics makes no sense. No. Well, you think, you know, the physics, whatever. I'll give a pass there. Because you could say, that's a, yeah. Like, there's all kinds of problems. You can't do a story of time speeding up without those problems yet they did because this story this uh, episode was based off a story by by hg wells called the new accelerator in which there is a a crawford tillinghast like scientist who makes a concoction that will like speed people way the fuck up so that you can get more done in your time and he and the narrator take the drug they speed way up 
And wherever they go, the friction is making them really, really hot. Hmm. So their pants are like nearly like wearing through because because of all the friction and then and they're nearly lighting on fire. They're they're feeling really hot wherever they go. When they sit on the grass, the grass becomes hot and singed, and they realize we have to like move around a, a lot less until until this stuff wears off, or we're going to give ourselves heart attacks. And then the stuff wears off, and they go back to their days. Mm. Hooray! Hooray! Yeah. Well, like, so yeah, Keep I mean story. that's that's well thought out, but I mean if you. I feel like if you start poking that kind of hole in the story, you go into, well, wait a minute. How do they even move? Because the air molecules wouldn't move out of the way fast how do enough. They, they would how light do they, the air on fire by just walking. How do they see light if they're moving faster than the speed of light? Right. I mean, there's. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Said, it's not said that they're moving faster than the speed of light. Yeah, I mean, but the, they shoot a phaser, and the phaser. Well, but phasers don't move at the speed of light. Do they not? I thought they're, they did. They're not light. They're phased energy. I wish I was kidding. <laughs> they're not technically laser guns. Okay. Yeah. Not even kidding. Uh, nice. Sadly. All right. So they're. I mean, they're moving quite fast. I mean, there's so still they, light would be slower. So yeah. There's. Now. There's all kinds of logistical. I mean, I think here. the physics stuff set aside. That is getting sort of more advanced. It did seem kind of inconsistent as to how fast they were moving compared to the Enterprise crew. Like, that part seemed to vary kind of wildly. Yeah, I mean, unless you suspect, unless you say that, okay, well, Kirk spent weeks or months in from his perspective. I don't, I, I, yeah, it's hard to gauge, like, how long he was supposed to be going hyper fast. Yeah. Like, if if everyone else is frozen to him. But even the time it would take for Spock to walk from... Because Spock starts on the bridge. Yeah. And the next time we see him, he is in... Science six, lab? Yeah, in the science lab. And so for the time for Spock to move from the bridge to the science lab... It would take days. It would take a very long time from Kirk's perspective. And meanwhile, though, Scotty is like walking into the transporter room. For, 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 for the like whole half episode. the episode. Yeah, yeah. so it's like I did it's just... love that consistency. I kind of give credit to Dylan. I wish they kept moving like him the like a little subtly bit. slower, yeah. like a couple <laughs> of feet, but maybe they really wanted to make it look like time had ground to a complete like, halt. Yeah, like I wasn't, again, so much, I didn't even think of honestly a lot of the physics stuff. I was just bothered by the fact that it did, there didn't seem to be a set rule. Oh, there was one great thing in the in the new accelerator, which I which uh, I don't think was present in this episode really much at all. In that you know they were holding like the glasses of the 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 potion that they took, and the the main character lets go of it, and it doesn't fall because it's falling too slowly for them to register. So it just hovers in the air in front of him, mm. <laughs> and he can pick it up again. And be like ah, let's have another sip of this. I mean, yeah, so, like, where does the time acceleration field begin and end? Right, and it has to be a field. Yeah. Because their clothes don't just rip off them. Yeah. Mm. So the stuff Spock put on his belt stays with him. Right. right. So he can pick up things and bring them with him. Yeah. So the other guys can, like... In- just, like, connected to the touching your body because... If you're standing on the deck, then the whole ship's touching your body. Yeah. By some extension. So it does have to be some sort of fixed field. Yeah. Um, What if you kick something? I don't know. Like, what if you touch touch another person? What if you rock up to Doc and whisper in his ear? I mean, I would do that anyway. Will his ear suddenly slow down? (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's a good question. In, and then, so you, I mean, you really shouldn't think about this exactly, episode too much. It falls to pieces. 
It's it's one of those things where as soon as you really start to think about it, it just it doesn't work. You have to take it for nothing more like than what is presented in the episode. Well, what is presented in the episode? And again, I'm sorry. Is that woman's side a lot? Jumping ahead here <laughs> is the resolution is to let them die. I I feel like didn't did they say that they were gonna figure something else out or are they just gonna trap another passing ship or what? Well, well no, he like, her down again. Well, yeah, they were like. She was like, yeah, but you're going to, like, warn the Federation and you'll quarantine this planet. And Kirk's like, yep. Whoa. Like, that's it. He mm-hmm. said, they've got to try to figure it out for themselves. He's done. Hands washed. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. But you figured out a way to fix yourselves. Like, at least tell them that. Maybe they can but use that as a starting point. Yeah, they're different, I think, though. Well, right? right. It's more sort of ingrained with them somehow. Mm. Yeah, but then again. Part of their physiology. But then now. again, they're all part other alien too because their fathers have been aliens they've been kidnapping for generations now because all their men are sterile yeah but I so how's that, that work it's a dominant trait yeah probably mm. um also and i know i brought this up off air and it's kind of unnecessary i'm gonna say it anyway because it, it genuinely bothers me there's this whole thing and compton dies but they're like any sort of cellular damage to an artificial accelerant will kill them basically instantly because they hyper-age for reasons. Reasons. Putting aside just minor injuries. But, like, literally, they've been kidnapping these people as breeding stock. When you have sex, there are micro-fissures that form in the skin. Especially with the butt sex. If they're trying to repopulate themselves, they're not going to do that. Well, they're doing it. They're having fun, too, man. They're doing doing the whole nine. But, like, that's real. Like, Like, that's something you learn in sex ed and you forget because it's horrific. But... There are, you know, micro-tears that form in the skin of the genitals during sex. And unfortunately, the context you learn that under is, don't have unprotected sex, you'll get AIDS because of micro-fissures. Like, you know what I mean? I yeah, actually, like I think that is how I learned it. it like, because they talk about how, like, you can't get it from holding hands, and you can't get it from kissing, but you can totally get it from micro-fissures. So, I mean, but that's cellular damage. So really, this shouldn't be the first time they fuck an alien. The alien should die. They better hope they... Go quickly. Kirk totally banged her, too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah. it, was clear, they, they, it was a post-coital scene. With him putting my... Uh, putting, his, he was, his, like, what, putting his, his boot, back, his boot on, back on, and she was fixing her hair. Well, at least he took off his boots. Yeah. yeah they snuck um, that by the sensor. Yeah. So, did. wait a minute. You think when he took off the boots, right, and presumably the rest of his uniform, did it reappear in real time? I wondered if, if <laughs> dead Compton reappeared in real time. That was never made clear, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I... I mean, if they stand still long enough, I mean, granted, it would be for yeah, like well, days. Yeah, his boots would have had to been there for because you know, like Kirk's lasting what two, three minutes. Those <laughs> boots weren't there long enough to appear <laughs> in real time. Jesus Christ! Um, that woman was a fucking match for him, kissing wise too. Yeah, no, she was she just was as aggressive on, as he is. I would say face more. On face. I would say more aggressive. Honestly, she was like really not fucking around. She didn't even say hello. She just went for the mouth. Yeah, I hated all the costumes. I didn't hate all the costumes. The men's costumes. I didn't mind her costume. Yeah. No, see, like I, said, I... I think I would have preferred if she had the sleeve on one side and the pant on the other because I didn't like it being... Yeah, I didn't like the... So side-heavy? Yeah. I didn't like the symmetry thing. And again, I was slightly weirded out by the, like, let's put a flower near her vagina. It's like, that's a bit on the nose. Well, her whole thing was flowery. Her no, I know, but they, they, I know, but they specifically had a few, like, on her belt that just went right down. No, were they going to stop the flowers? Was flowers. It was, but there was a little tendril that specifically, like, went down along the, Well, that's like, her bikini area. Bikini line, yeah. Yeah, you gotta cover that. You can't just be a belt. It's gotta yeah, be a bathing suit. made it a vagina. Okay. <laughs> Have you guys seen that picture that's been going around Facebook of a throw pillow that has penises all over it, but it's designed to look like a... 
almost like a what's the um magic like eye? a blue china um, um china blue you know the the yeah, blue yeah. on white um oh like a like a plate ceramics yeah, yeah it's sort of it's sort of designed to look like that oh, and they no. look like flowers but it's actually peni Penises. Penis. That's hilarious. Penis. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to go back to your micro fissures for a second. Okay. Because, um, you know, cellular damage, any exposure to light. Yeah. Yeah, no, cells like, die constantly. Like, well, that's the yeah. thing. Like, cells do die constantly. Yeah. If there was no cellular damage, you would have cancer. That's what can- cancer is cells not dying. Hmm. Right, so cellular damage, any anything you do on the ship is going to result in some type of cellular damage. That's true. So I think that that particular explanation is kind of silly. They should be like, oh no, he broke the skin, you know, or I don't know, yeah, some, something. Mm. It doesn't solve everything, but it solves. Right. It's just another example of like this episode. In addition to sort of the the stuff that the names is talking about. It's just the, the the premise really starts to fall apart when you think about it for anything more than a couple of seconds. It reminded yeah. me of the episode of Futurama where Fry drinks a hundred cups of coffee and then gets to run around like a fucking hummingbird. And That's save, basically what save Spock everyone does at the from end. a fire. That's true. He does. I wonder that. I I kind of wonder if that was a nod because there's just so many Sorry. Star Trek things in Futurama, even outside of the Star Trek episode. So this episode was was was. Not good. Like, I was conflicted and confused and still am about Plato's stepchildren. But this one, it was just like... Eh. Plato's stepchildren was like a mediocre episode that had a lot of really awesome acting and some, like, good messages and, like, a lot of uncomfortable things that... I mean, I don't like to be... Well, no, actually, that's a lie. I love I love t- television that makes me uncomfortable. Hmm. Um, not this type of uncomfortable. This I, was, this was just me. uncomfortable, uncomfortable. But... I just thought it was an interesting look at, you know, absolute power corrupting absolutely or whatever. Yeah. But then this, what the fuck? Wink of an eye. Wink of an eye, give me a fucking break. Was just, and again, that fucking costuming, my God. Yeah, it was was really (laughs) distracting. The men really looked like they were wearing their mother's house coats around. And they were like this shade of lavender that just, it doesn't go with anything. (laughs) And it was just like the tops were cut like women's dresses. Absolutely, old I know old women's, old women's dresses. dresses. And I know that in the future, it's very you know, gender binary. I know, and I know, I know, I know. The thing is, it's one thing to be, you know, to be like, oh, it's it's weird because it looks like a lady clothes, but it's also a clothes that just looks ugly on anyone. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it was very boxily cut. No one yeah. would have looked good in it. Yeah, it was just yeah, offensive. You gonna you gonna try it on, Jake? I might. You would look nice in it. I, we should we should cosplay as those people. <laughs> oh, no. no, I'd rather boil my fucking. Does that head. mean I get to wear that floral get up with yeah. some flowers on my sure. vajayjay? <laughs> as long as you only wear half of it. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, all of my side fat hanging out would be really sexy. <laughs> but yeah, like this episode. The other thing is, like, you work out very quickly what's going on. It's like, especially just because the title. You're just like, oh, okay, people are moving to. Yep. Okay. Something's gonna happen fast. Yep. And then it's just like, okay, okay, can we fucking get to the resolution here? Why is this still well, happening? Well, it's, it's, it's still happening because Kirk's going so yes. fast that everyone else is going so slow. Yeah. I do wonder how much time was supposed to have elapsed in, in they Kirk's didn't time. Think about they didn't think about it when they made the episode. No. We shouldn't think about it now. No. I will note a couple of things. Yes. There is a halfway decent Voyager episode that um, 
called Blink of an Eye. That one's good. Which is... We which, mentioned it before on the, on the podcast. Did we? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a similar premise where there's... But in this case, they, they kind of work out some of the kinks. There's still problems with it, but they work oh, out some yeah, of the I kinks. Oh, yeah, you telling us about this one. Yeah, there's a It's planet. that they're in a, they're in a different time yeah, bubble there's, kind it's of a thing. Pl- it's a whole yeah. planet that isn't, like, stuck in ultra-fast time. So they see Voyager in the sky for, like, millennia, right? Yeah. Um, and it, get, it does get a little silly that episode, but but it's I, I think when we get to it, we'll enjoy it. It, it makes the it makes the clever premise actually sound clever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this I, this was just a lot of like this was a week of smug dickheads, you know, kidnapping yeah. the crew. And yeah. it's One set of smug dickheads was more compelling than the other. Mm. Yeah. They both ended on stupid, stupid puns. Mm. True. Yep. Yeah. And no surprise. It's, it's what like was, kind what of was Spock's? Spock's was, it was, I found it an accelerating experience. Ah, uh, fuck you, Spock. Ugh. But it was like, you know, there's really no proper comeuppance for the Platonians. And meanwhile, these jackasses are just going to die off one by one. Oof. I don't know, I sort of think there is a comeuppance for the Platonians, because they're going to have to fetch their own shit from now on, which means they're all going to stub a toe and die sooner than later. <laughs> no, seriously, because they Why don't Alex- they fucking learn medical... Experience because they're fucking lazy and they uh, are fucking. They're slaves. like the Telosians. Think about a how lot. many cuts you would get trying to learn medicine. You'd be Ooh, trying to true. learn how to stitch somebody, yeah, and that person is condemned to death. And if you accidentally stab yourself, to practice on all the people have di- that have died in the meantime. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, a couple other points about these episodes. So, as you said, they both ended in a stupid pun. <laughs> um, so that was a point. Points against. Yep. Um, <laughs> they both. Stated the title of the episode in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's at four in a row now where they've done that. And that's, that's a true. cardinal sin. Like you ever, like when boy bands say the name of their boy band in their song. You know, I, is that a thing? Yeah, it happens a lot, and I hate it. And I hate it just as much with episodes of television shows. Okay, if not more. Well, the other cardinal sin of this episode. No Walter in either of them. In either. Yeah, what was yeah. he doing? What was he busy? We did get some Sulu in the other, but precious little. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't much Sulu. They also I noticed a couple of times in uh, Wink that they clearly spliced in footage. From oh, they other did. episodes, like right the Scotty on the, there was right at the start. There's a, a shot of Scotty that was from a totally different episode. He had different hair. Uhura wasn't in the background when she was in the next shot. Then I also found it weird. There was a couple shots of when Spock was playing the tapes on the bridge, mm. where they were sh- the f- quality of the footage was different when it yeah. showed the close up of Spock, mm. and then when it showed him operating the controls on the panel, it was only from like. Elbow down, hmm. so you couldn't. So they probably just got somebody else to stuck like, in a blue shirt. Yeah. No, this is clearly the budget concerns showing. I would guess because it's easier to just pay, you know, Kirk, Doc, and Spock, and like not have Chekhov come on. If you hmm. have a principal extra sitting in his seat for the week, it's probably cheaper. Oh yeah, it's probably Chekhov. twenty dollars a day versus you know. $25 a day for Walter <laughs> Kagan. <laughs> I was going to say, I was actually thinking it probably wasn't a huge savings. Now, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Walter Koenig got $25 a day and a Snickers bar. Let's not sell him That's short. true. And, you know, this is 60 Snickers bar. We're like, you know, the 60 Snickers They're bar. Bigger. The king size that we have today is like their regular size. Yeah. It was an interesting week. You know, we had an episode I was expecting to loathe and I am now just confused by. And an episode I'd never heard of that I will never watch again. You know what? You know what it is that 
Plato's stepchildren had going for it. No matter whether you thought it was good or bad, it made you feel something. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it was just uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And I feel like wink of an eye just made me... Bored. Yeah, and wish it was over. It's stupid. Yeah. I don't know. The fact that they were being being stolen to be breeding stock, that's yeah, kind of interesting. You're right. Like that got my heart f- rate up for I a second. I feel like that's not that the was first it. time that's happened, though. Yeah, they're always getting bred and shit. So Kirk presumably banged uh, Queen Dila. Yeah. Think he knocked her up? God, I hope Think not. I was race? wondering that, too, Because that child will one day be all alone. When the, when the rest the of them died. Have died. Ooh. Yeah. And, and going mm. super fast and can't do anything about it. Yeah. That's Poor a really kid. fucking depressing thought. But maybe he will land on the planet Earth where the. And he'll the, spread his. The seat. yellow sun of Earth will give him powers to. He will be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and can leap tall buildings in a single, single bound. He's already faster than a speeding bullet. Well, he's already. Then he's already got a leg up. <laughs> And that child's name was David. There's Jorel. Well, this has been episode 34 of A Star to Steer Her By. Thank you very much for joining us uh, and sticking with us through all that uncomfortableness and then a bad episode. A bad episode of the show, not our show. No, this is fine by our standards. Our show's great. Yeah, our Um, show's good. Please find and like our Facebook page, A Star to Steer Her By. We are on Twitter and Tumblr as SSHB Podcast. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting application. If you do use iTunes, give us a give us a rating and a review. Uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your pets, tell whoever. Don't don't tell Walter Koenig, because I mean oh, he might not thing. realize we kinda jab in fun. Um, I think I feel I like he has to have a sense of humor. About I it. hope so, but I feel like we 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 really harp on it. So don't don't well, tell you Walter. Know what, you know, Walter, if you are listening, you can come on our podcast. We'll invite you on here. We'll even give you a sandwich. I would love Walter to be on so, our podcast. We'll I love you. him so much. I know, and and it'll be better than the stuff they're giving you down at the shelter. So, <laughs> oh, oh my god, oh. oh poor Walter. Uh, Take us out, Chris. Next week we will be watching. The Empath, and I'm probably butchering this, Alan of Troyus? Troy, Troy, we'll, we'll hear it next time. We will. <laughs> when someone inevitably says the title in an episode. Yeah, really. <laughs> For a star to steer her by, this has been Chris. Uh, this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Bye! Reference to a Tenacious D song. Oh, Murder Crows. Yeah. I never met a crow I liked. What about Crow T-Robot? Nope. Oh. You're Servo Man? Crows can die. Are you just quoting Game of Thrones? What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Crow from Mystery Science Theory 3000? Yeah, he's he's my favorite, He's my favorite, favorite, even though he's got a speculum for a mouth. You're fine. I'll give give it, I'll give him, I'll He's got a hockey mask for for a fin, though. He's cool. He's fine, because he's not a real crow. But crows, the birds crows? Oh, the birds crows. That's what I'm talking about. I thought you were just quoting Game of Thrones. Oh, no, no. You don't like crows? What's wrong with crows? They're crows cool. Crows are really nice. Like, when you go climb a mountain and they just, like, are hovering on the in the updrafts, they love that shit. They're so cool. They're super pretty. Once I saw a crow, I thought it was a crow. It turned out to be a dog. It turned out to be a Labrador. <laughs> so what is saying, happening so actually, right now? So actually you don't like Labradors? And then, and then that Labrador ran at me in a threatening <laughs> manner.
turned into barbed. a crow. Turned into a crow. And then, so ever since then, I haven't liked crows. It makes it's, perfect sense when you put it that way. 